This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now, from Studio B, your host, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's Wednesday, August 18th. It's great to have you with us. Hey, yesterday at practice, the team was asked if cereal is a soup. What's your opinion on this, Brian? Nope, it's not. <laughs> I don't think so either. It's not at all. I, don't, I, I think it's weird if someone thinks that cereal's a soup. I'm, I'm confused on why this is a debate. <laughs> to be honest with you, like I don't like. Okay, yeah, it's, it's like weird. an oxymoron kind of. It me. feels weird. Okay, soup really is weird. defined as uh, one version: a liquid dish typically made by boiling meat, fish, or vegetables in stock or water. Yeah, it's not cereal. So the, yeah, vegetables cereal. the key to that probably. So okay, that see that makes sense because. As the show was as the show was starting, and yeah. I was going through this in my mind, and my okay. head started hurting because it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I thought maybe the issue is it being hot, right? So you but can, you, oatmeal you, can like, be like hot. oatmeal. Yeah. Then I started to wonder, okay, what's oatmeal? Is that a, is that considered a cereal? Oh, definitely or is it a soup. So then I was oatmeal is definitely a cereal. Okay, so I right? was I was thinking, well, I was thinking, well, is it hot or is it cold as far as the definition of what soup is? It depends when Tate chooses to eat it. Because if he eats it when I ask him to eat it, it's hot or warm. So, so, so if we're going off of off of vegetables, which are disgusting, um, then it's it's not a soup. Okay, the team was asked this as they were walking into practice the other day. Here's what they had to say: cereal or soup? No, no, absolutely, absolutely not. not. Cocoa puffs? That's soup. <laughs> no. Frosted flakes? No. Who said that? I've never heard that in my life. That is dumb. Sorry. Mason Wake. There were a few <laughs> that said yes. Now, I would love to hear their opinion. But anyway. Was, no, we, don't, we don't judge. We just pray. We, just pray for we don't judge. Head. We just think that opinion was weird. <laughs> Here's the show lineup. The latest from fall camp week three. We'll have a little fun with Disney's What If in the BYU Sports Sphere. Some great answers from you guys already. NFL cuts, who made it through, who didn't. Spencer Linton goes one-on-one with receiver Gunnar Romney, the best receiver in the country between the twos. And Dax Milne is impressing his coach in Washington. And the final tally on his eBay card. We bid on it. We did not win it. What did it go for? It started at 99 cents. We will tell you. But first, here are today's headlines. BYU football fall camp continued yesterday as the team continued to practice indoors due to air quality concerns. That's over now because uh, it rained all us. Yes, but they'll still be inside, I'm assuming. But they're still inside. <laughs> yeah. uh, after practice, head coach Kalani Sitake gave us an update on the quarterback competition. And it's just a matter of uh, the guy winning out the spot outright. you know. And, and as long as they keep performing and doing well, uh, all three of them individually, then, then they're going to make it really hard for us. But for the coaching staff, we have to figure out the guys are going to put us in the position to have the most success. And that's and uh, that, that's what we're trying to figure out in the next few practices. Two and a half weeks to the game, Brian. They're, they're close to figuring that out, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully uh, we beat Utah. Yeah, that's week two. <laughs> NFL rosters had to be uh, cut down to 85 yesterday. All but two Cougars made it through the initial cuts. Dine Lake was cut last week by the Rams. Leva Hifo was let go by the Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully they land on their feet somewhere else. The next cut down is August 31st. That's the last one. Down to 53. And then you have some guys with practice squads. Some guys will go on waivers and maybe find a different fit. Remember, Taysom Hill 
was cut at the last second by the Packers, yeah. grabbed by the Saints, and could be the starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah. If, if, you, if these guys get cut or if we hear news about it, don't panic right away. Um, panic later. Panic later. And I think I think Canada is starting up again, too, so you can, you know, have an opportunity there, have an opportunity in arena football. I think arena football as well. So as long as you continue to get paid to play, that is the goal for these guys. Which the walk-ons are now, too. Yes, exactly. Oh, wait. No, it's sponsored. I'm just kidding. <laughs> eh, same difference. Uh, head coach of the Washington football team, Ron Rivera, said Dax Mel is coming to his own in Washington. Nice. And Zane Anderson was getting some first-team reps in practice yesterday with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Zane How Anderson? about that? The next Daniel Sorensen? How Let's about that? That's, that's his replacement? <laughs> Daniel's like, I don't <laughs> like this, actually. Uh, Yoli Childs wrapped up his NBA Summer League with the Lakers with a 4.7 rebound performance in Vegas. He put up 7 points and 6 rebounds a game in 4 contests. Zach Sally has signed with BC Vera in the Georgian Super League. Celius uh, averaged 6.6 points and 4 rebounds in 32 games for BYU in 2019 and 2020. That's Georgia the country, not the state. <laughs> uh, and Leela Naliai won the Utah Women's Stroke Play Championship yesterday, outdueling teammate uh, with BYU Women's Golf Kirsten Fotu, who finished second. Nice. Fellow BYU Cougar Addie Christensen finished fifth. Naliai adds the Utah Stroke Play Championship to her state amateur championship from earlier this summer. Congratulations. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. We love us some Marvel on this program. Disney Plus's new show as of last week. Episode 2 dropped today. Don't tell me anything. I'm going to watch it later with the fam. Called What If? In Marvel, if one moment had changed the ripple effect that it would have on the rest of that storyline and that character, right? So we have a little fun today with that in BYU Sports History. What's the greatest what if in BYU Sports History? It's also our question of the day. Weigh in on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To me, first when we talked about this, the first thing that jumped in my mind was, what if Brandon Davies played in the 2011 NCAA tournament? I feel like that's what a lot of people are going to go to. I think we all wonder, right? Is BYU making the Final Four? Yes. It feels like they probably would have. Yeah. Do you think we we win, too? Do you think we win? I believe Duke beat Butler, right? Was that that year? Um, Let's just say yes. Or was that a year or two before? Yes, that one's hard. That one's hard, right? Obviously, uh, Brandon Davies uh, sits out the last couple of games of the regular season. BYU is a three seed, goes to the Sweet 16, loses in double OT to Florida. Yeah, in New Orleans, the, the, that would have been fun. The Jimmer, the Jimmer mania. Yep, I mean that, that was a fun ride, regardless. But it could have been more fun. Look, oh, and, and speak, you know, speaking of Jimmer and, and the NIL, like I've heard a lot of people say that Jimmer wouldn't have like wouldn't have made millions of dollars. Oh, you know, that, it might have been tens of millions then, if that's what is being said. So, well, I've, I've heard that that people like people have said he wouldn't he wouldn't make that much. Which I think is crazy. Well, no, stop reading, <laughs> stop reading Cougar Board. Okay, um, one, one I want to bring up that you, and we, we have a ton of them, um, is one that I know you and I have talked about. What if Taysom Hill never got hurt? Like a single time? Man, we'd have like three, we'd have like three rings right now. He, he might, be on, the, he might be on the Mount Rushmore BYU quarterback. <laughs> because, I mean, some people might even put him on there anyway. But if he never gets hurt, homie has like 4,000 rushing yards yep. probably at BYU. Because he had 1,300 as a sophomore. What, what, what was the year when he was getting all the, the Heisman? Uh, Going uh, junior year, 2014. Junior, yeah, and they were 4-0, BYU right? BYU might go undefeated that year. 
No, oh no 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 what? no 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 only, no they will. There's they, only they three power fives on that schedule. That's why. They, um, I, th- I think they I think they would have man. That 2014 would have validated independence in a way that didn't until last year, right? Um, that that's one. What if the Lavelle Edwards decided he wouldn't throw the ball? Like that decision changed the course of this university forever. Think about all the quarterbacks. Think about all the all the, Zach, all the great think, offensive coordinators. Where would Zach be here. right now? Probably still be. In Zach would have gone to Boise State. Still would have been in school. He would have gone to Boise State. <laughs> what yeah. if Zach Wilson had actually gone to Utah? They probably would have put him at safety. <laughs> uh, at CL underscore living. What if Lavelle had decided to keep with the single wing instead of adopting a passing game? Yeah, yeah. Lavelle Edwards' decision, right, to pass the ball changed uh, the course of history. I, I like. I like. Uh, I like this one. Um, what if BYU was invited to the Pac-12 in 2011 or in the 60s? Okay, the 60s, let's talk about it. Arizona and Arizona State are added in the late 60s to the Pac-8, making it the Pac-10 okay. for a long time, right? Yep. But yeah, what if it wasn't Colorado, they stayed in the Big 12, and it was BYU with Utah? We'd be, that would have changed a lot of things. E- e- everything. You, w- you would have missed the Pac-12 by a year, by the way. Ev- ev- <laughs> I would have registered it. Your senior year? Yep. That happened with I was thinking about doing it. I was thinking about redshirting. Really? Because Bronco had announced that, you know, we were going independent. And I remember when he, well, well, even on top of that, Joe, my cousin, um, he was there on his recruiting trip. Really? I didn't know that. He was on his recruiting trip. So, yeah, yeah. That's my my cousin. That's my cousin. Uh, Shout out to Rancheritos. But look, (laughs) 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 he was there as well. So I was like, yo, I think I should really redshirt because, you know, I could get another year and he, and the biggest thing with me was the TV contract so I was like what you're excited to play on the about to be on Espen every week I, somebody kicked me down the stairs so I can get hurt <laughs> you you joke uh, who was it Preston Hadley at Weaver State fell down the stairs at Weaver State oh, at Southern Utah as a coach really hurt his ankle I didn't know that yeah it's too soon know. man my it's bad. been like five years my bad Preston <laughs> uh, what if I brought this up before but what if the Pioneers never left back east and stayed in either New York Ohio Missouri or Illinois would BYU be in the MAC would BYU be in the Big Ten I know I wouldn't I, wouldn't, I don't think BYU I wouldn't have attended no school in the you, east you wouldn't have gone nope too cold here's another one what if Brian Logan was 6'2 <laughs> would you have played in the NFL yep you think so yeah easily the only thing that held you back was the perception of hype being held against you yeah, that or that I was really short, shorter than. That's what I. That's what I just said, right? Okay, <laughs> um, here's here's one that uh, you know the ASB might be interested in. What if there was no honor code? I don't think that BYU would be BYU, obviously, without an honor code. I think that because there's been an honor code, BYU's been what what it is. Yeah. Obviously, there are things within the honor code that are fun to discuss, but. Uh, I think it would be interesting uh, to think about that. That's a what if. I, I, almost, I almost think that, that a certain student and a certain student athlete sometimes comes here because they want to be at BYU with said honor code. So I, almost, it's, it's I almost think the, like the brand wouldn't be as strong as it is. I agree. It, at, at all. Because regardless if you agree with the honor code or not, want to live it or not, that is something that separates you know, BYU from yes. almost every college, right? For better or worse. And those that, of your opinion. And those that want to be here want to be here. And those that don't aren't, right? Right. So it is what it is. Uh, what if Riley Nelson had found Cody Hoffman against Notre Dame in, in uh, 2012? Man. That's, Notre Dame was undefeated. That, those are one of them plays that really, that's like, mm, that, that just hurts you. Like, yeah. Oof. Mm. 
Yeah. What if what if uh, what if Colby Klassen doesn't knock out Sam Bradford? Do you still win the game against Oklahoma in 09? Negative. <laughs> you think no, Oklahoma no, wins? No, I'm just playing. We win. I you think, think we still I think, win. I think we still win. Yeah. And and, and the the main reason why was because our defensive scheme was was really good um, in regards to um, disguising our blitzes and really showing a lot of different fronts and confusion. So much to where the very next week we had, I don't know, maybe like 10 NFL teams coming. They, that came to practice. Yep, serious. Came to practice and they said specifically, what play was that on the blitz that got uh, Sam Bradford hurt? What was that play? Mm. So they came. Do you remember the play? Nope. <laughs> very nice. Yeah, I remember. And that's why you're not a quarterback. Okay, our question of the day. What's the greatest what if? In BYU sports history, this could go anywhere. We're we're entering the multiverse of options here. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, weigh in on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There's been great reactions so far. At BF Webster on Twitter. Three. We're going to go three, two, one here. Three. Witt takes the BYU job instead of Utah. Mm. It's a game changer. Ooh. It's a game changer. BYU plays... Uh, incredible defense, uh, mediocre on offense, great specialist. That's not BYU football. Uh, number two, Taysom Hill stays healthy all four years, and the number one what if. Number one, the 1983 team and Steve Young beat Baylor back-to-back national championships? Because remember, BYU finished seventh with the one loss in 83. Mm. I think BYU needed uh, 83 to get to 84. I'm not sure they win both. Yeah, it has to be some momentum. Let's be honest. In 84, BYU got lucky. The right teams lost at the right time. BYU had the right schedule, the right people. Yeah. That, that all fell into place. That was truly magical. Yeah. Do you, but do you think we would have more clout? And I would say, like, I won't say more recognition, but I guess. If 83 had won the 92? Yeah, because, because all I hear is people say, oh, you got one, you got one title. Ooh, that was you guys got you know what I mean like the validation uh, of it maybe but it's been a long time like beware of being Nebraska mm, okay oh we we were a program this was a while ago like luckily BYU did something last year yeah to be like no 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 we're what have you done now. with me lately type of thing yes did you get, okay at Nickley fifteen on Twitter what if Washington agreed to play BYU in Provo thus nixing the Coastal Carolina game last year <laughs> 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 oh uh, honorable mention on the uh, last one. Uh, what if Zach Wilson came back for 2021? Ooh. If Zach Wilson's the quarterback, let's say Zach, Brady, and Dax, they all stay. Championship. We're going to, yeah, we, yeah. Cha- what do you mean? National championship. Okay. Playoffs, all that, all the above. I would, I would, I, I, I would, I would say. aiming for 10 wins. I would say, I would say minimum two losses. Minimum. Minimum, meaning they would at least lose two? Yep. Not maximum? Maximum. That's what I meant. Okay. You know what I meant when I yep. said what no, I thought. I got you. Just trying to clarify. <laughs> DB that's, underscore- what, that's what you're my, that's what you're my you. homeboy. Got you. My homie. DB underscore Nelson 22 on Instagram. What if men's volleyball got to finish the 2020 season? Oh, I think they beat Hawaii for the natty. I really do. 21, unfortunately, we felt like was the same team, but it wasn't. Um, okay. Detailing executive 55 BYU on IG. I wonder what he or she does. What if we have a season like we did last year against our schedule this year? That'd be special. It'd be really that that'd be New York New Year's Six esque. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, like, there's a ch- there'd be a chance. There wouldn't be. Well, no, I wouldn't say a chance, man. That's like that's like guaranteed. One loss. One loss. You're in a pretty good spot. You have to out at large a Power Five. Team. Oh, that's right. There's no automatic Stupid rules. Okay. Stupid rules. <laughs> we got BYU. We we're just talking about that. 
Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, how far will personality take you? Specifically, uh, Bronson Kapusi. What Aaron Rodgers said about it. Pretty interesting. And Spencer Linton goes one-on-one with Gunnar Romney, the best receiver in the country. Between the twos, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV is sending two Cougar football fans to the season opener against Arizona in Las Vegas. One grand prize winner gets a trip for two, including flight, transportation, and lodging. Plus, obviously, tickets to the game. Five second-place winners will receive a BYU football fan pack and a Roku. Follow BYU TV Sports on social media for, for the details. Winners will be selected, and a random entry does not guarantee the prize. The winners will be announced August 20th on BYU Sports Nation. Today's word is touchdown. Awesome. Uh, 88,000 entries so far. 87,000. Yeah. Wow. Hope for 100,000. Let's go. Let's go! Uh, which brings us to this. BYU plays in Vegas against Arizona in how many days? Countdown to the Wildcats! 17 days! 17, Brian! Two that, and a half weeks? Are you kidding me? Nice, man. Our voice really just synced up kind of beautifully. Agree to disagree. It's all good. Okay, we're live in Studio B. Jeremy Jordan alongside Brian Logan. Great to have you with us. Gunnar Romney is, of all the re- returning receivers in FBS that caught at least 30 passes last year, highest yards per catch average of anybody, 19.7. Uh, Zach Wilson isn't back there. He's going to have a different quarterback. But he was awesome last year. He's going to try and get in the end zone a little more than those two touchdowns. I'm calling for six-plus this year. Why not he seven? W- make it seven-plus. Uh, six-plus uh, would be seven. So there you go. <laughs> Here's a one-on-one with Spencer Linton and Gunnar Romney. Gunnar, how is life as a newly married man amidst training camp at BYU? Man, I don't know how I did fall camp when I was single. You know, I, I, I go home and I spend like half hour with my wife and then I go to sleep. So, I mean, it must have been pretty boring, pretty boring life when I was single out there. But, you know, it's, it's good. It's, it's super busy, but, you know, you got to keep the wife happy, too. So is this the secret ingredient that you've been missing to get into the end zone more? You just needed to get married. Maybe this is what's going to push you into the end zone some more. You know, hopefully, hopefully I can, it somehow springs me one yard forward, but I mean, I guess we'll wait till season to find that out. If, if, if that's the secret ingredient. Fair enough. Now uh, you and I, the other day were joking offline a little bit about a report that surfaced on social media that you were the starting quarterback projected for BYU. Uh, we know that's, not the case, or is it the case, Gunner? Is BYU no. hiding something from us? No, far from it. If if I'm the quarterback, then sorry, we're we're not going to win a single game this year. I I hate to break it to BYU fans, but no, that's that's not me. I I can't I can't throw a ball into an ocean if I was standing in a rowboat. Let's just say that. Wow. Okay. Some downright honesty. I appreciate that. Okay, we'll get to the quarterback situation in just a moment with you out of it, of course. And fortunately for you, you've been a very productive receiver for BYU and looking to take that next step this year. What have you been working on specifically this offseason to try and better your own personal game? Um, for me, I've just been working on uh, you know separation. I've been working on different release packages off the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, and just trying to be more physical. I mean, I've, I've said this every single year, but trying to get bigger and faster. And I feel like I have progressed every single year. And so I'm just trying to take that next step 
um, and, you know, create more separation in my short game. I think last year I was a big part, big part of the offense and explosive plays and, and, you know, taking the top off the defense. But this year I want to be that all around guy that we can go to on any down um, and, you know, be able to create separation at any level. Love it. Gunnar Romney is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What's the best part of the wide receiver room right now collectively? Um, the best part is just the depth, how many people we have there. Um, you know, we have at every single position, whether it's the X, Z, F, you know, inside slot. We have we have people that can play everywhere um, and so many different body types, so many different. You know, we have a bunch of big guys. You know, we got like Neil and Keanu and, and you know, Samson Nakua that, that are that are big dudes that can create mismatches on the outside. We also have tons of, you know, smaller bodies that are that are quick that can create separation. And so I think just the variety and and the, the sheer numbers of people we have on the field, I think it's going to create a lot of problems for defenses. If the atmosphere is different in the room right now, how so compared to what it was last year? Yeah, no, last year, I think it was, it was uh, me, Neil and Dax. And I think that was, it was kind of solidified as, as those were the guys, but this year, I think it's everything's amped up a little bit more because we don't know what the rotation is going to be like. We don't know if there's going to be four or five guys that are rotating throughout, or if it's going to be, um, you know, just like two or three guys, like it was last year. So, so I think there's a lot of competition in the room. And I think a lot of people are fighting because they want to, they want to play and they want to get some time. Um, they want to make their way into that starting, that starting role. And so I think just the, the, the intensity is for sure amped up. How has that impacted your role and maybe your own personal status? Um, for me, I, I love it. I love the competition. You know, it helps me not get complacent. Um, and I feel like it's, it's been a big opportunity for me to step up as a veteran and as a leader um, to, to help guys that want to get better and that want to push it. I'm just trying to be unselfish and trying to help those guys out because it'll help the team out in the end. There's a lot of intrigue about the Nakua brothers. You already talked about Samson and Puka a little bit, but what do those guys bring to the atmosphere of BYU football training camp? Those dudes, they, they have a lot of personality. They, they're always energetic. You know, we come in at seven in the morning and they're already yelling and jumping around. And so I think, you know, during fall camp, it can, things can get kind of boring. All the days can start blending together, but you need those type of people to come in and, and energize things up and make practice fun. And that's what they've been doing so far. You know, it's, it's never a dull moment when they're in there in meetings, meetings are fun. We're all laughing and joking around while we're, while we're doing our business. And so I think just just those personalities itself, like take away their their on the field performance, just their personalities. You can already see the the impact it's having. Gunnar Romney is on BYU Sports Nation, all access from BYU football training camp. Your buddy Dax Mill made his NFL debut with the Washington football team. What did you think of his uh, limited catches and his 19 yard punt return? I mean, I thought they should get the ball to him more. Um, it's it's so cool seeing him play on 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 the big stage like that. Seeing him make a couple catches, you know, have a big punt return. It's awesome. I mean, it, it, it's motivation for me because I want to be where he's at next year. But it's it's super cool just seeing seeing my guy succeed like that. Yeah. What type of communication do you have with all of your former teammates? Because there are a bunch that are all trying to collectively or individually, I should say, make their rosters wherever they are. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm. I've, I'm friends with all of them, but I'm, I'm a little bit closer to a couple of them. So I've, I've stayed in a little bit uh, more in touch with a couple of them, like Zach and Dax. I, I talk to a lot and, you know, it's cool seeing their process and just seeing their journey and talking to them about that. Um, it's, it's really exciting to see, cause I know that all of them um, are going to do big things and they're, they're all, they all are. I mean, you see, 
Isaiah making big plays with the Colts and you see Kyrus is running with reps with the ones, you know, a lot of people are from BYU are making a lot of, a lot of good things happen in the NFL. Are you giving Zach Wilson some tips? If so, what are they? I'm not giving Zach any tips. You know, I'm not a quarterback at all. I'll let Zach sling the rock. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Let's talk about the quarterback situation at BYU right now. It's clearly the number one storyline in training camp right now is who's going to be the guy to open up against Arizona. You have a unique relationship with each of these guys for varying reasons. I'm not going to ask you to pick a starter or do something mean like that, but I am going to ask you to explain how each of these quarterbacks are different from each other or just unique. So let's start with uh, your brother, Baylor Romney. What makes him unique and a guy that could absolutely be the one that starts against Arizona? Yeah, no, I, I think Baylor's skill set is in his calm attitude. His, he's composed. He's going to make the smart play. He's going he's gonna to read the defenses. He's going to make the smart play and, you know, march the ball up the field. He's, he's calm. He's not going to get rattled if he gets sacked or if, you know, things are, things are against us. He's not going to get rattled, and he's going to step in. He's going to be poised, and uh, he, he has that good quality that a quarterback has. All right, let's do it with Jaron Hall now. Jaron, I think Jaron's leadership is what really separates him. Um, Jaron is, is an outstanding leader. He's someone that everybody looks to in, in trying situations. Um, he's, he's also calm and he's, he's got Jaron's super smart. He, he can read the defenses really good. He can make really smart decisions and he has, he has a can of an, of an arm. Okay. And finally your high school quarterback, Jacob Conover. Jacob, I think Jacob's arm talent is is one of the best arm talents in, in the country. Um, you know, he can put the ball where he exactly where he wants it. Um, you know, he can he can take shots downfield. He can you know throw on the run, and he's got outstanding arm talent. We don't need your offensive coordinator to break down the quarterbacks. We just have you do it, man. No, nah, man. See, I just have a different perspective. I'm the one catching the ball on the other side. Who hurts your hands the most? That's the real question. Oh man, if I'm running a slant route, I would say Jacob probably hurts my hands the most, man. He, he just, he rifles it in there. He's got, he's got a cannon on him too. There's that arm talent you're talking about. Okay. Uh, before we let you go, what do you feel like is the best thing that your team as a whole has accomplished in two weeks of fall camp? Um, the progress I've seen already, you know, especially, um, the first, the first couple of days, the defense was handing it to the offense. You know, we, uh, they, they got us the first couple of days, which is normal. You know, we were, we're trying to get the chemistry and stuff building, you know, and then the next two days, the offense, um, we, we really put it on the defense. And then ever since then, it's been back and forth. And so I think the competition between offense and defense and between everybody, you know, individual uh, position battles, you know, one-on-one battles, I think the competition is it's what's really standing out to me. And I'm super proud of our team for that because, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, to keep battling against the same people every single day, but everybody's kind of, kind of maintained that energy throughout fall camp. And, you know, we're just looking forward to finally being able to compete against someone else come September 4th. Is there any added motivation that it's against the university of Arizona and that's your home state? For me, there is because I, I know personally seven or eight people on that team. I played in high school with, I think there's five guys um, from my high school that I played with that, that are on the Arizona team. And so for me personally, it's, it's a lot of motivation. I want to go and I want to beat those guys. I love it. Gunner. It's great to talk with you, my friend. Good luck to you the rest of camp. Uh, let's give you some BYU sports nation karma to stay healthy, to stay well. Cannot wait for that season opener. Thanks my friend. Thanks Spencer. Have a good one. Gunnar Romney with Spencer Linton. Gunnar's expected to have a, a big year here. He's part of a loaded receiver group. 
How do you think he's going to play this year? Uh, you know, I, I like I like Gunner. Um, what a name, right? You Gunner. got you got to produce. Gunner you you got to produce, and you got to have some guns, right? Um, he looks like he's been working. He, out. Yeah, he looks he looks good. He looks he looks big. Um, I, I the thing I like about Gunner the most is the way he's able to position his body in front of the the DB and the ball. Mm. And so, no matter how good the coverage is from for a defensive back, you ain't getting you ain't getting around it. And that reminds me of Dennis Pitta, like like I identical you. identical to my boy Dennis. I love you, and how he placed his body uh, to where you know the DBs really didn't have a chance. So yeah, and uh, if Dennis had kept his helmet on, it would have been even better. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, Tom Murphy is the lone AP voter who voted for the Cougars, and we ask him why in the world. Would he do that? We go to Arkansas for that. And it's time to issue Jack Dumoney a yellow card. We'll tell you why. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. The latest episode of After Further Review is available right now on the BYU TV app. Watch as Dave, Uncle B, and David look at high-performance players under the microscope this season. And you can also watch previous episodes on the app as well. Heck yeah. Go to the BYU TV app. Jeremy Jordan alongside Brian Logan. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Rounds presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. The NIL Built Bar post has 96.9 million impressions. Woo! And was worth $10 million in marketing revenue. It's incredible. Marketing value. Who got the most value out of this? BYU or Built? It's hard to say. No, it's not. Uh, it's easy. It's easy. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Built Bar, honestly. Like Built for sure. They, they, they got a lot of runs. Right. We're giving them even more them even more run right now. But what an incredible moment! I dare say this is the most viral moment. I don't. Is it in BYU history because of social media? Yeah. Like I sure. think it is. Easily, easily. Ninety-seven million impressions. Easily. You couldn't. You couldn't. Well, I guess you could buy that for ten million. But like. Incredible moment. Right? I want to. I want to know how much product was sold after this. Oh, from you know, Bill. like like looking at looking at the comments. Yeah. All I saw. Oh, I'm, I just ordered some. I'm just. Or, I got me a pack. I was getting me a AU'd pack. you fan, maybe more. They were like, I'm boycotting. It's like, no, you're not. Get it. Why? Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera said the following about Dax Milne. You see him coming out of his own element and starting to create who he is, his own persona. He also said he has progressed very well. He really has. Is Dax? Not only going to make the roster, but be a contributor with Washington? I think so. Um, normally, I wouldn't say that about somebody who you know, got, got drafted in the seventh round. Or I, I would even say Second fifth, to last bit. I would even say fifth, sixth, and seventh round. Mm-hmm. It's, you're pretty much a free agent, basically. Yeah. And, um, and so usually I would say no, but I mean, when you have the head coach you know, talking about you... Um, and you're 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 making plays and you're showing up in, in a in a way that's you know you're on the mind of the decision makers. I think I think you have a chance. And obviously, if you make a team, you have to contribute, right, on special teams. So if you mean by well, I mean like will get, he like like that? get getting yeah. in? Not sure. Making the roster will be enough for me. It yeah. really will because you, they only carry six, and Washington has a pretty good group of receivers. There you go. Just make the team. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers says he really likes Bronson Kafusi because he's the happiest guy in the locker room. <laughs> Will Bronson make the Packers 
53-man roster on personality alone. No, but uh, it's certainly, if you're coming down to two guys uh, whose skill set is equal, you're going to take the guy you like a little more. Of course. You know what of I course, mean? Of course, yeah. Every- I, love, I love that Aaron Rodgers loves Bronson Kavusi because we all love him, too. He's great. Look, man, even even if... By the way, he's a tight end now. I think some BYU fans uh, didn't know Right, him. right. He's a tight end now. Now, check this out. Even if, let's say, the guy he's competing with has maybe a slight edge in other areas, I still would choose Bronson mm. because of what Aaron Rodgers said. And that laugh, man. All but two BYU Cougars at the NFL made it through the first cut. Are you surprised? Nope. Actually, yes. Surprised? <laughs> I, I I am surprised, but I think it was it was sobering, um, in, in in the fact of like like we are better. I said this last time I was on with you. We are better than we, than what we think, right? Yes. And I think it's it, it's that moment, like moments like these, where it's like, man, we got that many guys in the, in the league, and they're sticking, right? And they're and they're contributing. Like yep. we are good. We're good. I love it. If uh, a bunch more make it through the, to the 53, that's even better, right? First right. cut, August 31st, to have to cut it down to 50. That's the real cut. Yep. MWSU specialist tweeted a photo of a coach with a whiteboard <laughs> talking to a player about kicking. It has a stick figure kicking a ball through field goal post. <laughs> Do you believe kicking is more complicated than this? Uh, I'm sure it is, but I don't believe it's more complicated than this. I'm sure there's more. Uh, but Jake Goldroyd makes it look easy. Yeah, I mean, kickers aren't people, so. Okay. You know what? I'm about Punters to- are, though. I'm- oh, you think punters are people, but yeah. not kickers? Yeah, no. Why? Um, specifically because they wore a blue jersey. Um, when I played, okay. <laughs> that means they're on the defensive okay. side. <laughs> We're done. That means they're on the defensive side. So anybody that's on the defensive side, we welcome you as humans and individuals. But okay, you know what? Uh, okay, last but not least, is Jack DeMooney out of line for this? He uh, quoted a tweet that had a John Walsh highlight against San Diego State in 1993 for a touchdown to Steve Christensen. He said, this was after <laughs> your boy, hashtag I am Jack Samooney. <laughs> Jack, Jack, it's DeMooney. Uh, came up with that INT for you. I love you all. Go Kooks. Is he out of line for tweeting this? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Says the DB. Not at all. No. He, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's, that's just, see, like, being a DB in a corner, it's a lifestyle, man. Like, we can't change. It it's in our DNA. You know, we can't change the swag, um, the clout that we get. I mean, it's just, it's just natural. And it's, it's only fitting, it's only right for a DB to acknowledge his accomplishments. Let's like, see, like, like, let's you know, see the like, interception. We've got the video. Like, let's, I let's helped see if it's you. Worthy. I, I, I helped you. Here's video pro. Do this. This is 93. This guy, this wannabe Steve Sarkisian's going back. <laughs> interception in the end zone, okay? Jack's going to return this. That went right oh, to Oh, yeah. Lit. Oh, oh. Oh, he fumbled. Oh. Did they review this? Okay, and then the next play, question mark? Uh, John Walsh deep to Steve Christensen. So, where was the receiver? Like, that was the easiest interception of Jack DeMooney's career. I, I do love Jack, but I am going to give him a yellow for that. <laughs> Look, um... Mainly because he misspelled his own name. <laughs> for, for, that, for that reason. Look, you know, um... I, I, I still... Now that I've seen this... <laughs> I want to backpedal. I want to backpedal. Listen, you're good at backpedaling. I want to backpedal a little you're bit. You're great at backpedaling. I thought, I thought it was something like spectacular, like goal line type stand. Like, oh, it was a goal line. He was. Yeah, wi- it was a goal line interception. He was. He Jack was wide open. He was wide open. And Jack should have run the other way. He was saying, "This is a touchdown for San Diego State." Where's the receiver? Man, he was wide. Also, open. Jack ain't following no blockers right there either. Good like, gosh, I don't understand. Like, 
As a DB, when you get the interception, <laughs> run to the nearest sideline. You were already on the sideline. You were already on the sideline. That's awesome. You just go. You just go. This ain't Kahuku, Jack. Oh, man. Okay. So now that I backpedal Another on great that. backpedal from Brian Logan <laughs> on the field and off it. Coming up, Jerem's 10 and 10 breaks down the opponent's uniforms. Swagoo, let's go. And the biggest BYU fan in Arkansas, why AP voter Tom Murphy was the only dude to give BYU a top 25 vote. Plus, BYU and Arkansas the next couple years. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Soccer kicks off their season tomorrow on BYU TV and the app. Watch as the Cougars host the Ohio State at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and yet. Can't wait for it. Soccer season about to get underway. 15th ranked Cougars cannot wait. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation and Studio B. The Associated Press College Football Top 25 poll came out earlier this week. There was one person in the whole country who voted BYU in the Top 25. His name is Tom Murphy. He now joins us. Uh, He's from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the lone AP voter. He is in Barnhill Arena. That's where Nolan Richardson's famous teams uh, played. Uh, Tom, we appreciate the time and the love for BYU. Well, okay, look, I'm no Corky Simpson. I don't have the Cougars at number one. <laughs> but, uh, hey, BYU winds up number 20 in the final poll. You guys can throw a big party for me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so why did you feel like BYU deserved to be 20th in your poll? And, again, you were the only dude that had BYU inside the top 25. We love it. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a head-scratcher that no one else gave BYU a vote for, you know, 24, 25, something like that. But if you believe in the foundation that Kalani has put forth there, um, and and it looks to me like a good foundation, I loved that BYU went out and played anybody who wanted to play football yet last year. And I understand, you know, financially that was important, but I just liked it in in the weirdest year we've ever seen in college football that the Cougars just went and played anybody that they came out and flew across the country and played coastal late in the year. And, you know, that was a great game, but, and then they ended up smoking UCF in the, in the bowl game. So I just felt like, I know Zach Wilson's gone and a lot of talent is gone, but when you're looking at the last five teams in your preseason poll, uh, it's, it's a crap shoot. I mean, there's, there's Utah's and Arizona States and Oklahoma States in there. And I just felt like BYU deserved a little merit right there. Tom, do you think that uh, the reason why BYU didn't get as much love as, as you know, you gave them is, is just the brand recognition? Um, you know, maybe there's there's a little bit of stigma around BYU and, and them just being athletic or some of the, the social or, or political issues. Um, you know, do you think maybe that played a role in BYU not getting any love? You know, that's a good, good really good question. And I haven't considered it very much. I don't, I don't really don't even think about that and in fact i'm looking forward to coming out uh, to uh salt lake in a couple of years but no i just thought that you know with the the great record last year and um the fact that when you get to those last few spots in your poll it could be anybody and uh, i know that the schedule will bear it out you know that it, it will solve everything and there's some good early games against utah and arizona state that that are right there in the same position so byu wins those They'll get a lot more votes. Yeah, if BYU goes 2-0 and or oh, even 3-0, definitely will be in the top 25. We're talking with uh, Tom Murphy from Arkansas, who uh, gave the Cougars a top 25 vote. Um, 
want to ask you about BYU and Arkansas. Little known fact, these two are playing the next two years, 22 in Provo, 23 in Fayetteville, which should be fun. Uh, how often does Arkansas come that far west? Uh, it's pretty rare. They had a uh, home and away against USC about a decade ago, well, decade and a half ago now. Uh, so it's pretty rare. But they've got a, um, a home and away with Utah coming up on the books. And I want to say the first year of that is 29. And honestly, it's this snuck up on me. I knew that BYU was on the schedule, but next year, that's wonderful. I was out in Salt Lake uh, late June and early July this year, went to Yellowstone and Mount Rushmore. And uh, I was out there on the 4th of July, and uh, there was a sandstorm kicked up out of nowhere. You guys might remember, um, and it's pretty windy out there. But uh, it's a rare deal, but I think Hunter Juracek, um, you know, has some friends in the business. I, I, the, U, the Utah AD is a friend, and uh, – the SEC mandates that they play a Power Five school per year, and so BYU or, or you know a, a Power Five or a, a independent like BYU or the military academy. So um, it just worked out for them, and uh, I'm looking forward to going back out west next year. Tom, speaking of the, the SEC, um, what's the dynamic like when it comes to Oklahoma and, and adding Texas? How do you guys feel about it, and uh, just the potential of? of uh, this, this big league uh, sort of emerging for us. Yeah, it makes things a lot tougher for teams like Arkansas who don't quite have the b- budget and the tradition. I mean, they won a national championship in 64, but it's been a while that and they haven't won an SEC title. Uh, and so it's this recruiting ground. Arkansas did really well in Oklahoma recruiting last year, and now there's a school in that state that can tout SEC membership, makes it tougher. Same with when Texas A&M joined the league in 2012. Uh, Arkansas had been able to, you know, draw a lot of kids out of Texas. They still do, but it's just tougher now. And I don't know what they're going to do for scheduling. 16-team uh, deals, a little bit cumbersome in my view. But, um, you know, it's, they're going to be the first super conference, and I guess that's what Greg Sankey and those guys had in mind. Yeah, it's going to be uh, gnarly, certainly, the expansion of the SEC and then, uh, you know, Everything uh, to do with BYU and Arkansas next year. It's going to be fun. Hey, when you're out here, seriously, come. We've, we've uh, got a broadcasting building. We'd love to host you and uh, show you around. And, and uh, we're looking forward to the matchup with Arkansas and BYU next year. Reach out. We'll make that happen. Sounds good. Okay, awesome. Tom, we appreciate the time. Thanks for the vote, man. You bet. That's Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the lone AP voter to give BYU a vote. Look, man. If he likes the Kooks maybe more than we do in the top twenty-five. I, I think. I think so. And he, you know, what I love about him the most is that he's he's down to throw a party. If BYU gets ranked in the top twenty, he said, you know, fly me out and let's party together. So I love that. I can't wait. I, I really want BYU to be ranked for that very reason. Before it was just more more selfish, but now I'm trying. I'm trying to party with Tom. And I think uh, we all it snuck up on all of us. Oh my gosh, BYU's hosting an SEC team next year in Provo. That'll right. be great. Arkansas, fantastic. Okay. Coming up, today's rise and shout. And my ten and ten. Only two more of these this week and next week. The opponents with the best uniforms. Yeah, let's go. Utah even make the top ten. It's BYU's fourteen. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation is always on demand via the free BYU TV and BYU Radio 
or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Only two more 10 and 10s today and next Wednesday. Presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Let's go. 10 lists in 10 weeks. It's Jeremy. 10 and 10. To week 9. Unis today. Let's go. Not listed Idaho State and Georgia Southern. Don't at me. Number 10. Utah State. The Aggies have raised their game recently. Navy, black in 2019 versus BYU. White helmet options add to a my more diverse look from the fighting Merlin Olsen. Oh, just, I don't really like that. the Navy on the black. You don't like the Navy on the black? Uh, it hurts my eyes. Yeah, well, that's, you know. that's why they're number 10. Number 9, <laughs> Virginia. The blue, white, and orange combos are unique in college football. Not a ton of orange around FBS. About 15 schools of the 130. Three different shirts, two pants, two helmets. They've mixed it up in recent years. Bronco, you dog. You know what? This They could have like one of the best uniforms out there um, just because of the, the colors. and Orange like, is unique. Like, like their scheme, yeah. yeah. But they just chose not to do anything with it. I, I wonder Orange's why. Orange is my favorite color, by the way. Orange is your favorite color. Favorite color, yeah. You like the Dutch national team in soccer as well? I don't know what that is, but yep. Number <laughs> number eight, Washington State. Crimson and white with two types of gray. Four different colors to play with. No black, but a darker gray. Maybe it's because of Utah. I don't love a crimson uni typically, but uh, two options of gray is unique. Yeah, I, I, I kind of just feel like a meh. <laughs> You're not high on 10th or 8, right? Well, that's why they're 10th or 8. Number seven, Arizona State. I'm not a huge fan of the maroon and gold combo, but the all-white uniforms with the white helmet look very clean. One note here, the only Chinese-born player in FBS plays at Arizona State and had his name written in Chinese on his nameplate last season. Very cool. I like that one. I think Arizona could be, it could be another one of those schools that... Wait, Arizona State? Arizona, Arizona State. I'm sorry. Arizona State. I was like, we'll get to Arizona. <laughs> Arizona State. That, that, you know, because of the, the color combination, could have something, you know, unique. But again, I mean, when you, when you if you have unique colors and you don't do anything, like... Swaggy with it, it kind of almost looks like hideous. Maroon is very polarizing. You really yeah. love it or hate it. Yeah. Number six, South Florida. The green and gold can look cool. When it's more of a neon, I guess I like it more because it's the Seahawks color rush of bright green. The gold helmet is sleek as well. Too bad uh, these are better than the team is. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should have a better gold, like a deeper gold. Oh, a deeper gold. Like deep. I kind of like the bright. Number five, Arizona. Inspired by the Desert Swarm teams of the 1990s when Arizona was actually good at times. The simplicity of the white and blue with red trim is a streamlined look for a team that's trying to streamline its program to a bowl game. (laughs) I like Arizona. I like the uniform. I like like the colors. I, I like the stripes. Uh, on their shoulders, it kind of it kind of makes like this retro, yep. but modern. Yep, unique it's a feel. '90s out. Yeah. We're gonna see the white shirts, by the way, um, against BYU. All white. BYU's wearing the royal. Oh, okay. oh, nice. Number four, Utah. The Utes have uh, done a ton with their uniforms over the years, adding black, getting white helmets, going all crimson sometimes. Uh, I don't like it because Utah, but it's an improvement. Add no comment. No comment. Number three, Baylor. The green and gold. Nope, we're just skipping right through this. Sorry. Control room's like, hey, we just started some beer. <laughs> Number three, Baylor. The green and gold mixed with the all-white sometimes can be the best thing out of Waco outside of Magnolia Table. The all-yellow look is way too bright, though. Generally, I like Baylor's uniforms. A few helmet options uh, are good as well. Listen, see, this is, this is another one with me where I would actually rank them a little bit, I think, I think higher in your list. You'd go I, higher. I don't, I don't think they'd be as low. Maybe just because... Wait, you mean lower? Like... I mean, I mean, like, like five plus. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, I have them three. You don't like that. Yeah. I like their yeah. all whites. Their all whites look real see, slick. The, I see. Yeah, the all whites are good. The one with the green pants. I think the yellow is throwing me off. When you got an ugly color, it's gold. That just that is mustard yellow. That's must. That's mustard yellow, you know what? man. Take it up with Jeff when, Grimes. When you put mustard on something. That's what it looks like. Take it up with Eric Montez. <laughs> Number two, Boise State. Traditionally, the Broncos have the second most uniform combos in FBS to Oregon. I don't like the all blue on the blue, but outside of that, it's pretty awesome. The all orange is kind of weird, but the combinations are dope. Four different helmets, numerous other options. You're always getting closer to this idea. Yeah. I, I, this, uh, is, this, this is good. Nice picture of Cade Fennigan, who's now a BYU quarterback from last year. And the top uniform of any team BYU played this year, USC. You can see the Trojans jerseys when you think about it because there are two. A more traditional look with the Cardinal Gold. Two options for shirts. Same gold pants. Same helmet. USC doesn't have any nameplates to this day. I'd love to see them go that direction. They probably need to with NIL at some point. But I respect the fact it's lasted this long. Yeah. I, I, the, the minimal list idea yep. concept is, is what I like. Yep. So, yeah. Okay, there you go. BYU's unis, I'd put up pretty high on this list. I'd put them probably top three or four. I really like them. Number one. Our question of the day, what's the greatest what if in BYU Sports history. <laughs> At not Jerem Jordan. Who is, the, who is this? I didn't know, know this existed. This, what if BYU players didn't go on mission trips and get bigger, faster, stronger, and more mature? Signed every opposing coach. Yeah, that's great. Uh, let's see. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. At Chaplain Schumann on Twitter. Who weighed in yesterday as well. What if BYU Sports Nation had never happened? Just glad I do not live in that universe. Uh, alternate universe. Keep it rolling, Jerem Jordan, Spencer Linton. And Brian Logan, I might add. Thank you. That's very kind nice. of you. Today's rise and shout-outs are presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. So uh, last week we talked about a Dax Milne card that uh, was up for 99 cents on eBay. Yep. Sold for 41 bucks. That's nice. pretty good, man. That's, that's really good. That's pretty, 41 I'll, I'll, times the value? We should, let's do my card next. Autographed. Let's yes. do it. And uh, <laughs> rise and shout out to the uh, Brock Markham and family. He has a son, Damien, who has a deadly disease. I found out about this yesterday. They're trying to raise funds to find a cure. If you want to learn more, watch a YouTube video. I tweeted it out yesterday. Our best wishes to Brock Markham and Damien and the entire family. Okay, our thanks to today's guests, Gunnar Romney and Tom Murphy. And uh, shout out to my boy, Dennis Pitta. Uh, we had time for you today. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to RJ Anderson. See you tomorrow for more BYUSN. Go Cougs! Gold, man. Go.